Hey guys, I want to start off by saying this episode has a different feel to it. Um, if you are not into either the abuse or death of children, I suggest that you skip this episode um, because it highly involves that. Otherwise, those of you who are staying, stay with us. Hey guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Amanda. And together you might know us as Ashanda, but right now you're listening to Allegedly. so glad that you guys are joining us for our second episode which is going to be a little different because when we recorded our first episode we did mention that I was going to be presenting this week but we had to change things up a little bit so Ashley is going to present again and hopefully I'll be here again next week to finally present my first case. I mean yeah she's all, she's gonna be here as much as possible yeah um there may we life you know, yeah. <laughs> life. Um, Amanda is quite busier than I am on different levels. Um, her children are in tons of sports and whatnot um, all year round. Yeah. Uh, mine generally are like it's it's one is in the fall, one is in the spring. Um, but that being said, uh, she's got different life things going on than I have, and mine are generally, like, just to fill free time, and mine is a little more flexible. Um, right. So, I mean, even job-wise, um, I, I'm i a school bus driver, and Amanda's a teacher's aide, so as for school bus driving, like, I get a little leeway in the day, and she does not. So, um, able to research a little bit better or have that time to do it. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, we want to grow the Allegedly family. Um, so I'm going to give you all the information now on how to do that. Um, I want you guys to rate and review our podcast. Share it with anybody everyone. and everyone. <laughs> yes. Um, you can also find us on Instagram if you've not already, and that's at allegedly TCP. You can also send us emails at allegedly true crime at yahoo.com. Um, before we do jump into the episode though, um, it's been, it's been a week and honestly, I, um, was going to start this off with, um, a funny true crime thing that I had actually sent Amanda and because of what happened yesterday I have no recollection of where the other incident happened do you remember what I'm talking about the one where the man strangled the woman oh yeah and the and neighbor he... was like hey there's a man laying in the yard yeah I think it was like North Carolina or somewhere something like that. like that and I don't I mean like I said it's overshadowed now and I really was gonna be like ha 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 karma got him yeah that's I kind of wish it was like that for every killer right and then yesterday happened so we are recording today is Sunday uh, May 15th 
obviously by the time this comes out, it's going to be Friday. I think Friday's the 19th, if I'm not wrong. Um, that sounds wrong. I don't know how to add days. 20th. The 20th. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Uh, so yesterday, uh, May 14th was really just any other normal Saturday. Um, you know, my son had a baseball game. Amanda was busy. We just, it was a normal Saturday. Yeah. It was normal, typical Saturday, gymnastics, laundry, um, from where we are in Binghamton. Um, and I'm assuming it was like that in Buffalo as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, just, um, I'm getting goosebumps already. Um, you know, people just going. On about their day. On with their day, going to a grocery store to buy their weekly groceries, whatever. People who just popped in because they needed whatever, tomato sauce, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, only to have the most horrific experience of their lives and in 10 cases death death um this is the amanda and i are very drawn to true crime um not just these stories of people like ira einhorn from last week or you know that kind of nonsense but even mass shootings like i think it fascinates us to how somebody could just do it yeah, like, I think how that's, does their mind get to there? Yeah, I don't know. Um, because, like we mentioned in our last episode, like, I, I'm i working on a book um, about this kind of stuff and, and murdering people. I could never, never. I, I could never bring myself to do that. I don't know how you get there. Um, as the day went on, we learned more about it, um, just as everybody is. I do have family in the Buffalo area. Um, my first concern was them. Um, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there was a mass shooting at a Topps supermarket in Buffalo, New York, um, yesterday, Saturday, May 14th. Um, reports came in. Uh, it was devastating. Um, right now, at least 10 are dead and three are wounded. Um, and this violent act was done by a local boy here to us in Binghamton, and he's only eighteen. Yeah, he's At from he's from a young age. He's his mind already went there. Yeah, he's from Conklin, which is um, just one of the outer parts of Binghamton. Uh, we live in a place called Broome County. He is from Broome County. He was enrolled in our local community college, Broome Community College. Um, reports are coming out now that uh, he is racist and he has those thoughts of white supremacists. I don't um, understand at all. The supermarket that he did go to was... Predominantly black neighborhood. Yep. And 11 of the victims, there were 13, those including the 10 dead and the three wounded, 11 of them are black, three of them are white. Um, he was recording everything. He, I was just going to say that. He was live or live streaming everything like, on um, his Twitch account. He had like a camera in his in his hat. Yeah, so he actually went um in full gear. I saw you could so, see it a little bit on the video that you had sent me. Yep. Um in the rearview mirror you could see yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had. Yeah, he was. He was prepared for this. Yeah, he was prepared he, to do this was, and not die. It was pre-planned for sure. Had he not been wearing that stuff, he would have been killed. So, did you wake up to the same report I did? Of I actually didn't look at anything yet because. It's it's I'm it's still a little bit sickened. From, um, from as of right now, I think they've only identified two people. Uh, one was a woman named Ruth, and she was eighty six years old. Oh my god! However, the hero that has emerged from this story is a retired police officer from Buffalo, and he was at the grocery store, and he saw the suspect come in, and he started shooting at him with his weapon because he had a weapon. All of his shots were guarded by Peyton's armor that he had on. And therefore, the retired police officer that is now being hailed a hero uh, died. Um, because obviously Peyton shot back. Um, oh, I did not And know killed that. him. So, But Peyton you know, is now in custody. Correct? Peyton is in custody. Yes. He is not dead. Um, he is in custody, and as far as I know, they took him into court last night, uh, the same evening of the massacre, and, um, so, you know, he's looking, he's... He's done. He's, he's, he's pretty much done. He's pretty much done. Um, yeah, he's looking at plenty of counts of, I believe, first-degree murder. FBI is involved. Oh, yeah. Conklin, uh, from what I could see, they were live-streaming. Of course, the news was live-streaming. Um, they were shutting down areas near where he, his house resides. Right. You had called me last night and said the police were at his home residence, parents. Yeah. I'm sure that they, I don't know if he lived with his parents or if he had his own place. I'm not sure. Um, you know, this is all still new. Um, so the family. If you guys want to read more in depth, I'm sure you could Google it. Yeah. It's going to be everywhere. Um, it's really not that hard to find. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I woke up this morning and I did go on Facebook like I normally do. And the family that I have in Buffalo, um, did you reach out to them? I I did not. Um, they are okay. Um, I saw this morning, they are fine. Okay. Um, but I did see a post this morning where, um, one of the members posted that they had woke up this morning crying because they realized it was not a nightmare. And this was absolutely happening in their community. And, you know, that's just... I can't can't imagine. I mean... Now i got to be scared every time I go to take my children to the grocery store. And, you know, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, you're not safe anywhere. Anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. I mean, we've had a local... How did this boy get... I know he's 18, considered an adult. He's He's a boy. How did he get weapons? Yeah, I, you know, that, I think they're investigating all of that and trying to figure all of that out. And, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. This is not what this episode is about, but I felt like we needed to. Yeah, to address it. Of course. We needed to, to not only address it, we need, we need to send our thoughts and prayers. Um, we stand with you, Buffalo. And I think the reason why I really wanted to address it, because we are not going to address every single, no, we can't do that. It's close to home, you know? It's close to home. And not only because it's in Buffalo, but because the suspect is literally fifteen, living 15 yes. minutes away from where we are sitting right now. Right now. Right now. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 I, I've got no words. Yeah, there isn't so, any words. Buffalo, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, we're going to keep up looking at the news as it comes out. Yep. Any more 
you know, shocking things, maybe when we record next, maybe we can have a little bit of an update. But um, as of right now, that's pretty much it. So now that we're off of that heaviness, let's move into a different heaviness. Yes. Because that's what this podcast is about. Um, all right. So today we are going to be covering Brooke Schuyler Richardson. This, y'all, is a good one. She doesn't know everything. I don't. She I knows just, know just a little bit. Yes. Um, and, you know, we're going to run into that. I know that we said that, like, we don't want the other person to know what we're doing, but there's just no way to. Right. And I didn't Google anything. That's good. I yeah. just. It's something she had heard before. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so and I initially heard of this case while watching an episode of 48 Hours. I have a morning routine before work, before my day at all, no matter what day it is. Um, and I usually just go on YouTube and I watch true crime, whatever that may be. Sometimes it's snapped. Sometimes it's deadly wives. Sometimes it's 48 hours, whatever kind of pops up on my feed. Um, I don't really just go search and I just do that while I'm doing my makeup, doing my hair, getting ready just to like, listen. Um, so this is a 48 hours one that came up and I watched it in the morning and it's, it's a highly debated case. And I think I know where I stand on it. Um, I guess when it gets down to like facts and everything, evidence, and you know, it's it's a highly debated case, um, especially in the town where it happened, which yeah. is Carlisle, Ohio. Um, that's where we are today. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's funny. I was thinking this morning, I'm like, oh, it's fun. We were in Philadelphia last week and then this week we're in Carlisle. And I think this is the most traveling I've ever done. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have money really to get to the end of my driveway. So it's like, especially the gas prices now are almost $5. Like, okay. So there's a Carlisle, Ohio. I'm from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I thought about that too. So weird. Um, okay. So here's why it's debated. Some people think the suspect got away with murder. Others do not. But, you know, isn't it like that in any case? Yeah, you're always going to have two different opinions. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't know how happy people are with absolutely any sort of verdict. Do you you know what I mean? Like, yeah. somebody could get 20 years in prison... And somebody's upset about it. Right. Somebody could get life in prison without parole, and somebody's upset about it because they didn't get the death penalty, which is a whole nother thing. Oh, gosh. So it's like, yeah. it's very, it's it's always, something is always going to be debated. Yeah. Just like everybody's always going to be offended about something. But that's besides the point. Um, everyone, of course, is entitled to their own opinions. Yeah. I would like to s- discuss mine and yours at the end, if possible. Um, so before I would begin, I'd like to know quickly, that the girl we are talking about is fully named Brooke Schuyler Richardson. That is her full name. Um, There is the stigma about, I don't know if you know it, Amanda, about like serial killers. They always go by three names. Yeah. Like murderer. I don't know if it's just serial killers. Maybe it's murderers in general. Um, But she did not go by Brooke. And I, I swear, I promise, this is not going to be a reoccurring theme for me. I know that last week... <laughs> 
I know that last week we had plenty of people in Holly's family who did not go by their original given names. Holly herself did not. Helen was her name. She went by Holly. Her Buffy. S- her sister's even- name was something else, and she goes by Buffy. Yeah. I promise I, I did not choose this on purpose. This happened. So I need to put this out there that if by chance you hear me calling her, like, Brooke, I don't mean to because she goes by her middle name Skylar. So if for some reason, because I think in like court or on a couple, they're going to address her by her. They're first name. addressing her by her first name. Right. And so when I did my notes, did I remember to switch every single book to Skylar? Of course not. Maybe not. Maybe there's a slip up, but maybe I did an awesome job. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> um. So I just wanted to clear that up before we right. had any confusion. All right. So Skylar was born to parents Kim and Scott in Carlisle, Ohio, on March 9th, 1999. That March is, March is big for us, because your birthday's in March, mine's in March, my ex-husband's is in March. No, we don't care about that. We don't care about that. My, my mom is in March. Um, my stepmom is in March. Yeah. So, it's, it's, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, so, March 9th, 1999. That is seven days before your birthday. Yes. Um, and ding, ding, ding. It's 13 days before mine. <laughs> we know how I feel about 13. I feel like I have a connection to her now. Just because our birthdays are 13 that, days apart. you really want a connection to her? Again, highly debated. <laughs> I guess it depends on everybody's opinion of her. Um, alright. So Skylar, um, uh, like I said, as she was called more often than not, was joined by younger brother Jackson just two years later. So, Carlisle sits about 45 minutes east of the Indiana border. Um, It was said to be Mayberry by Skylar's father, Scott Richardson. Um, Besides the population in 2019 being 5,409 people, the fact that the only famous person to be born there is Roy J. Plunkett, in 1910, I could not find much exciting that happens in Carlisle, Ohio. Who is this Plunkett character? Because if he's famous, what is he famous for? I've got to go it. Nope, I got you. Oh, you already got it. So in case you were wondering, <laughs> Jeez. Roy was an American chemist that accidentally created, I'm going to say this wrong, I'm going to tell you right now, even though it did spell it out so it should be heard correctly, I... I haven't said it in a hot minute, so it may, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like you get a medication yeah. and you cannot say the actual name of it. You can only say the gen, what generic is name. Yeah. yeah. All right. So he accidentally created polytetrafluoroethylene. I may have said that right. And this does what? Oh, it's more commonly known as Teflon. <laughs> he accidentally created it. I don't know how he accidentally created it, but a lot of the residents say that Carlisle is a place that people just grow up in and generally just Stay don't there. leave. Yeah. I feel like that m- might be kind of like Binghamton. I don't know. I, you moved here. I don't know what that's about. I don't about. know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why you did that. Um, again, beautiful girl we have here, Skylar. Oh my gosh, she was beautiful. Beautiful blonde. Uh, popular, mm-hmm. athletic. Again, I you, you know, if her and Holly went to school together, I think they would have been friends. Wasn't Skylar a cheerleader? 
Skylar yeah. excelled at cheerleading, yeah. just like Holly. Isn't that weird? Again, I'm not going for themes on cheerleaders here. <laughs> I know what you're thinking because you do not like cheerleading. No. And I grew up cheerleading. Both my girls cheerlead, so. All right, I promise. These are two themes. I'm going to try to get somebody completely. You do a man next You time. know, I did a man the first time. Ira. Right. I didn't look for the cheerleading in it. Or the fact that they don't use their real given names. I'm not even trying here. This is ridiculous. Oh, oh can I just do a sidebar? Yeah. Today's the 15th of May. Yeah. Today is actually Ira Einhorn's birthday. <laughs> we also did not plan that. We did not plan to record on his birthday. That just happened. Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm striking gold here. You are striking gold for, for sure. For sure. All right, so from a young age, um, Skylar was seen in a cheer uniform quite a bit. I mean, if you Google photos, oh yeah, there's tons of photos in her and cheerleading. Even from, like, just the small peewee cheerleading like I used to do, all the way up into her teens. Um, and all of them had that bright smile that she has. I mean, from ear to ear, I've never seen such a big smile. She's gorgeous. And she radiates, like, not with just beauty, but just, like, beams with light. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, however, behind the photos, something was brewing inside of her. Um, her mother, Kim, noticed at a young age, her daughter was staring at herself incessantly in the mirror, just looking at her body. Um... And at about 12 years old is when they realized that Skylar was struggling horribly with an eating disorder. Um, According to ANAD.org, 28.8 million Americans will have an eating disorder in their lifetime. Have you ever had an eating disorder? Yeah, I do. I currently do. I'm I'm trying to uh... combat that now. Yeah. I think at one point or another we all did. Um, I mean, food is a struggle. Yeah. Especially even just the way food is made and trying to, I'm not going to lie, trying to eat healthy, it, it's, it sucks. Mainly it's because it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, even f- fast food, trying to get a salad, it's just cheaper to get a freaking burger. It is. It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense to me. Zero. But, um, other countries don't even have Why is it more yet. expensive to buy a bottle of water in a vending machine than it is a Coke? I don't know. I have no idea. It it's zero insane. Sense. It makes zero sense. Um, so, Skim's... Skim. Skylar? Skylar's mom, Kim, first noticed uh, the problem when her daughter was in sixth grade because Skylar refused to buy a pack of gum. A pack of gum. Her daughter refused. Do you know kids who are refusing to buy a pack of gum? No. My son loves gum. I mean, we don't have a lot of gum in my house just because I can't have it. Um, But that being said, she would not buy it because it had five calories per piece. A sixth grader. That's just wrong. So, Aaron Moriarty... Moriarty... From 48 Hours. Mm-hmm. Um, she asked Kim how weight and eating ruled Skylar's life. And her mother answered, 95%, that is her life. 
Um, now, the question that I have is, Skylar was very into cheerleading, excelled at it. Was she, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes for those of you who can't see me. Was she doing it to excel more in cheerleading so that she wasn't heavy? Do you know what I mean? Um, I understand, like, being a flyer, you have to be small and easy to toss, catch, lift. Um, I myself was thin growing up. I was very thin. Me too. Um, and I was the girl in cheer since peewee high school, or peewee up into high school. Um, you know, again, before it became too much uh, because of bullies. But I tried to be a flyer. Not because I wanted to, because you know me. You don't, yeah, you, that's not something I would picture you doing. Yeah, because I, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling without knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been in, like, I've gone to Darien Lake, and I have done the flyover over the lake, you know, where they Mm -hmm. take you up X amount of hundred feet in the air, and then you free fall and swing back and forth. Now, why could I do that? Well, because I was harnessed in. Yeah. And then I had control of when we dropped. There was like a... a, Oh, you were in charge of like pulling something? Yeah, there was a handle on the side of my harness. And so I knew when I was falling. I could prepare myself. If somebody else was pulling that, I'm not doing it. Right, yeah. I, I, I understand that. So being up in the air for cheerleading... There's no harness. There's no saying that these people are going to drop me. Right. You're relying on those other people. Yeah. So it's not, I don't think it's the height that I'm afraid of. It's falling without knowing. Yeah. You know, putting my life in others' hands. I know that you're not being hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah, but still. That's They are throwing you. I have to, I have to know that these people are going to catch me. And I, you know, like there are tons of, even in movies, they don't always catch you. No. Which one of Ashley's favorite movies is Bring It On. Yeah. They don't always catch you. They don't always catch you. Like, I know that was a movie and that was all staged, but even in real life, they do not always catch you. Being a flyer, um, they lifted me up and I jumped off. Because you were scared? I was not having any of it. I I wanted my two feet on the ground. ground. I I jumped off. They're like, yeah, you can't be doing that. And I'm like, we're not, we're we're not doing this at all because (laughs) I, I was so scared of them dropping me that I just jumped off. Okay. So for Skylar, in order to be a flyer, she began throwing up to keep her weight low when cheerleading was in session. So I think it became a pattern that it kind of coincided with cheerleading. So her mom's like, oh, okay, maybe this is for cheerleading. Um, When the season was over, she would binge eat and then starve herself. So she was doing this. Multiple terrible Yeah, multiple issues here. Um, when Kim tried to talk to her daughter about her weight, Skylar would shut down. We're not talking about that, you know? And I, I understand that. I have anxieties and depressions. People start talking to me about it. I'm... Close down. Yep, close it down. The Richardsons say they had tried everything to help their doctor or, or their daughter. They went to doctors. They went to therapists, nutritionists. None of it helped. But they at least did get the diagnosis of body dysmorphia, a mental Which is so real. disorder. Yes. Yeah. Involving an obsessive focus on perceived flaw in appearance. Um, her father said it was extremely frustrating. I can imagine. Um, 
her mother said that Skylar did not develop at all mentally or physically past like the 12 year old body. She just stayed small. But I mean, if your body is not getting nutrition, like no, it is supposed to, do? it's not going to, to. Right. So she was always tiny, but you've seen pictures of her. She yeah. was tiny. She was tiny. Um, Skylar's mom described her daughter as a private person, not fully wanting to be open, having secrets. I think every child does though in one fashion or another. Um, unfortunately for Kim and Scott, they did not even know the half of Skylar's secrets, not even the half of it. So in mid 19 or 19, we're going back. In mid-2016, Skylar began dating a boy named Trey. Uh, the relationship was short-lived. They ended their fling by the end of the year. It did not last long. Um, in 2017, the senior began dating a junior from her school named Brandon. According to her parents, Skylar seemed to change when she started dating Brandon. Like, everything about her changed. She seemed to gain some weight back. She seemed extremely happy, looked healthier. Kim and Scott proved of Brandon for Skylar. Nice. Um, and just like any other teenage girl, Skylar was looking forward to prom with Brandon. I mean, she was a senior. Yeah. In fact, I know that last night, May 14th, um, there were some proms going on here locally. Yeah. Um, so they went shopping, her and her mom. They went to Columbus, Ohio. Um, Skylar's mom had said that they had really cute shops there with really cute dresses. Um, Skylar chose a tight-fitting red dress. She apparently had never had a red dress. She wanted that. It was, like, skin tight. It might as well have been painted on. Yeah, and then it had this little, like, fruffly thing at the bottom. It almost looked like mermaid you know how okay yeah yeah so skin tight and then at the end just this little fruffly thing um it was it was gorgeous it laced up in the back in a corset oh wow yeah i i i mean she must have had to inhale (gasps) tie that and then never breathe again (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) what i'm picturing that's i've been in a corset before yeah and it was for hours and i remember it's not something i would want to do I remember when that came off, it was like, I don't know, like, how to expand myself here. Yeah, So, a few months later, the Richardsons took a vacation, um, and Skylar had on a two-piece bikini. Um, It was yellow with pineapples on it. Um, Her mother commented on saying she looked great. She looked healthier than she had in a very long time, and they just assumed that it correlated to the fact that she was with Brandon, which yeah. makes all the sense of the world. She's happy in a relationship. Now she's, you know, yeah. this is great. Yeah. So later, Skylar's mom was worried, though, that with her healthier eating, like healthier weight gain, I guess, that her daughter was not going to fit into the prom dress. Oh, my. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I would not have done this. Did she mention that to her? Okay, so my daughter is 15. All right, she'll be 16 in October. Um, She has been to homecoming already. Um, If my daughter had an eating disorder, 
Now, mind you, at this point, Skylar is a senior. So we're way past 12 and sixth grade now. Yeah. Six years later. Um, she's going to prom. She's looking healthy. You're very happy with how she's looking. Because what you used to see is just right. almost death-like, you know? Yeah. Her mom texted her. Watch what you are eating so you can fit into the dress. No. She has an eating disorder. No. You, why would she? I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to get upset, but I feel like, oh, you sh- that was a wrong move. That was a huge wrong move. Yeah, that was no good. Um, I just, I... I just don't understand how a parent who has sat here and said, she has an eating disorder. We're really, really upset. We took her all to these places. And then all of a sudden she's looking healthier. Yeah. And then you're going to go and say that. Get a freaking altercation on the dress then. That's what I mean. Logically. That's what I would do. Right. Like, it's not that she's gained so much weight that she's overweight. Right. And now needs to eat healthy. It's that literally she went from skeleton to looking like a normal human. You know what I mean? Gaining the weight... That she looked healthy. Anyway, that's my rant about that because I did not agree with that. No. Uh, Brandon and Skylar's relationship progress progressed like any other relationship. They became close and soon it was becoming sexual probably. There's obviously, it's not like her daughter started sleeping with her boyfriend and then went, Hey mom, we're having sex now. Right. I mean, I don't know anybody who's not doing that usually. And she keeps secrets, so. Uh, But Kim noticed, like a good parent, uh, the closeness. And thought, "Mm, maybe I should intervene a little bit and I'll take my daughter to go get on the pill for protection. I mean, that's another... People have different opinions about that. I'm not here to judge. Each parent can do what they want with that with their own child. I would have done that. Um, yeah, so that's what she did, you know, because teenage pregnancy runs rampant. Yeah. Um, so on April 26, 2017, Kim accompanied Skylar to Hilltop Gynecology for a visit to see Dr. William Andrew. However, because Skylar had recently just turned 18, Kim sat in the waiting room, allowing Skylar to go into the room alone for her appointment understandable i even think i might um even if my daughter's like 16 17 be like you should probably do that's that's just a learning thing yeah for me i would probably stay back have a discussion with the doctor after yeah just so that i can say you know unless of course i'm sure i'm sure the gynecology place was like okay this is a male doctor we need a female nurse in there right uh, right you know i don't need to as parent be in there i want her to start learning to do things for herself so when she does become the adult but i would definitely be having the conversations with the doctor afterwards just so that i'm in the loop because she is a minor skylar's 18 okay fine so she sat in the waiting room um I also want to note that this is the first time that she's ever gone to the gynecologist. Yeah, I think I was 18 when I got to I don't know. My mom never took me. I don't know when my first was. Um, I don't remember when I first saw a gynecologist. Um, I did a little Googling on it because for some reason it, I was taken aback by it. I don't know why, but it, it, I was like, 
Usually whenever you start your period, you should, I think right, that's but when you should Kids start. are doing that before 18. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's why I was taken aback by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, when the appointment was over, Skylar came into the waiting room ready to leave. Kim had noticed Skylar had been crying. That could mean an array of things. And I would have been freaking the hell out. Like, oh my God, what happened in there without me? But when she asked, Skylar said she was crying because it was her first gynecology appointment and it was intimidating. And they... I would have believed that. They left it at that. Yeah. Yeah. If if my daughter said that to me, that's something Listen, my daughter cries over everything. She she would have been crying about that. I wanted it off. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's... 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 It's intimidating. It is. I mean... And it is. It's gynecology. You're brought up going... Like, I know that I've told my kids... Nobody should see your hoo-ha. Yeah, your no-no square. Why did they call it that? I don't know. It doesn't look like that at all. It's not a square. Um, it's not a square. But that being said, right. those parts are not. But it's a doctor. That's literally why you're there. So, but it is intimidating. It is. Especially Agreed. if you don't know what to expect. And if it you was don't... her first time and her mom wasn't in there. Yeah, they take, they take. They take tests. They yeah. swab it, you with nonsense. I'm sorry for... I'm so sorry for the men listening to this. <laughs> their gym anemones up there. I they reach their gym up there. Good I'm time. going to go to my next gynecology appointment. And I'm going to be like, are you reaching your gym anemones up there? <laughs> that could be a, an array of things. But I I signed a piece of paper that said I do not want any gym anemones. <laughs> um... So, although that may have not have been the full reason why she was crying, uh, she was, however, lying altogether. Um, was she lying altogether, or was she just omitting it? She's 18! Some of both. She's 18, but she's also... Listen, I know at 18, you're considered an adult. But up until you graduate high school, and you no longer live under my house... You're a child. You're a child. Yeah, agree, hundred percent. Um, you know, and that's why we're here. But intimidating, fine. So here's what happened in the appointment. Doctor Andrew told Skylar she was pregnant. They went there to get her on the pill. She's pregnant. Not just a little pregnant. Not just like, oh, you're a few weeks pregnant. She was a lot pregnant. She was a lot pregnant. She would be giving birth in less than ten weeks. <gasps> You ever see that show, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant? Yes. I, I don't, don't know, understand. understand that. Like, where does the baby go in your body? Like, is How it standing not- up straight up to your heart? Is its legs down in your thighs? I don't understand that. I was very pregnant. I was like a huge whale. I looked like I was having twins. Me too. I don't understand. I don't have twins, by the way. I don't. No, neither do I. Um... But then they're like, oh, I just went to the bathroom, and suddenly there's a baby in the toilet. How? How does that happen? They're like, I thought I was having back pain. How How does that happen? I I do not understand. I don't get it. So, she was very... So, if my math skills are not forsaking me, which they very well may be, because we've already figured that out. Um, And I've had three pregnancies in my life. Same. And if my pregnancy knowledge is on par, then pregnancy should be about 40 weeks, give or take. Yeah. Uh, That would put Skylar at about 30 weeks when she was given the news of being pregnant. 
She didn't even go to the gynecologist going, I think I'm pregnant. No, she was there because she was getting quote unquote close to her boyfriend, which sounds like uh, one of the very two that may have been. It sounds like the first serious. Yeah. First serious boyfriend. Um, And now she's pregnant. Very pregnant. So, however. Did Skylar know that she was pregnant? No, this she is when no she idea. had just found out. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, they're like, they go to the gynecologist and they're like, mm-hmm. well, I know, but I'm not going to say anything. I'm gonna, just going to No, pretend. I don't think she knew okay. at all. I think this was a surprise even to her. But remember, her mom said that her physical self and her mental status did not move past 12, 12 or so. 6th grade. So I think she's she's not dumb, but she's... She's not very common sense smart. I know what that's like. Yeah, I don't know. He's progressing. He's just not. He's never going to get that. Yeah. But we're talking about her son. He's, that may be something that comes up eventually. Yeah. Um, but I think she's, it, she just needs a little more help, I think. Yeah. Things may need to be more explained to her. She doesn't <laughs> understand, whatever. Um, but I don't think she was stupid. Um, so, however, it seems that. Even the doctor saying you should be giving birth in 10 weeks, that was wrong. So it looks like it's documented that she was actually 36 weeks. <gasps> That's even further along. And she, keep in mind, she knows this and did not tell her parents. Oh, God, no. Did she tell Brandon? No, she did not tell anybody. Um, so on a site that I'm vaguely using as a source, vaguely. Uh, Because I think it's more opinionated than Uh. factual. Um, It states that the doctor expressed concern about the pregnancy situation. But that Skylar had asked the doctor to give her the prescription for the pills anyway. So that her mom would not be mad. And he just, he did. I don't know what kind of, I'm not calling him a quack. I'm just saying, like, you have a girl who came in and was like, well, we're really just here for the pills. Forget the pregnancy. Just give me them so my mom's not mad. That's her going, I'm not telling anybody about this. Absolutely. He should have been like, wait a second. But, mind you, she's she's 18. 18. He doesn't have to tell her mother shit. Nope. Nothing. Nope. So... I, but I think as the doctor, he should have been like, well, why am I going to give you birth control pills when you're already pregnant? Because that is going to be harmful if you take them. He should have just, listen, I, he couldn't, he couldn't have just switched out the prescription. That would have gotten him in trouble. I think he couldn't have been like, yeah, sure. I'll give you the pills. And then gave her like prenatals. I don't think he would have been allowed to do that. that. But still, but. I, I don't think he should have prescribed them because that's harmful to the child. And he doesn't know if she's going to take those or not. She did take those. She did because she's not telling her mom that she's pregnant. So now she's got to take the pills that her mom took her there to get. Well, if she was smart, she would just take the pill out of the package and just dispose of it, but not really take it. So her mom thinks that she's taking them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was stated by Kim herself to Aaron Moriarty on, I hate Aaron's last name because I always F it up. Um, there are just some words that I'm like, my yeah. mouth does not like to say this correctly. Um, Kim said, no, Skylar, in fact, did not say anything to Kim or Scott about what the doctor told her. Of course not. It was like, yep, yeah, we went. Everything was fine. I was intimidated. I cried. He gave me the pills. Life went on. 
Um, but again, Skylar kept secrets and this was going to be one of those topics that Skylar would keep a secret. So teens usually have the mentality that they can put things off. I know damn well that my teenage daughter does that. Mm-hmm. This can be done tomorrow. It yep. does not need to be done today. Um, they tend to live in the moment. What is going on right now? Mm-hmm. And usually it's an exaggerated thing. What was Skylar dealing with right now? Her boyfriend, prom, school. Um, and that was it. This pregnancy that she was told she had 10 weeks left in was something Skylar felt like she didn't have to deal with at that moment. She had 10 weeks. I don't have to deal with this right now. Let me get through prom. Let me get through this. I'll deal with it when it comes up. Um, she didn't have to tell her parents about this unplanned pregnancy. Why? Well, because probably many reasons. Um, she thought she could get away with holding the card in her back pocket. Go to prom. Get through school. Tell her mom and dad later. Right? She she was told she had 10 weeks. Um, prom was a big thing for the popular cheater, cheerleader with the boyfriend. At the time of the appointment, prom was nine days away. So she went to the gynecologist. Nine days later, she would be going to prom. She was told 10 weeks to have the baby. 10 weeks, nine days, you know what I mean? That's quite a difference. Yeah, so that's what she was concentrating on. She kept her secret, and on May 5th, went off to enjoy, enjoy the dance in that very tight red dress. Did it still fit her? It did fit her. She nice. she got into that dress. I don't know how. Um, at the dance, she felt something that she called cramping, and she told Brandon about it. She goes, "I do not feel well. These are the worst cramps I have ever had." She was going into labor. Ever had. Little did she know she was actually going into labor. Uh, now, had this been my very first childbirth, there would not have been. Um, Time. No, because you I gave birth right in out. five hours. Yeah. My, it's, from the get-go, it was like a slip and slide. Yeah. She just had cramping. She went home. She went about her business. Uh, two days later, still keeping her secret close to her, something happened that would change Skylar's life and the life of her family. So... What happened two days later wouldn't stay a secret for two more months. So, the secret. Here, let's get into this. So, without knowledge of what happened at all, um, the police came to Scott and Kim. And they said, hey. We just need to talk to your daughter about something. We just need her to come down to the station. We just need to chat with her. Um, she's not in any trouble. That's what they kept saying. She's not in any trouble. We just need to talk to her. And Scott, her father, says this is his biggest re- regret. He took her to the police station. So what happens at the police station? All right. So it was there where the police told Kim and Scott that they could not go into interrogation room with their daughter, Skylar, and assured them that they don't need a lawyer because, again, she's she's not not in any trouble. trouble. 
Skylar's parents repeatedly said they assumed that the police were being honest with them. They said, quote, why would the police lie to us? Which is the story of my life. We'll the have police, to do a, a podcast on your life. The police lie to me like it's, it's nobody's business. But that's only because of the people I have to deal with. Um, but when you listen to true crime things, the police are notorious for lying in order to get what they need or want. So that's not surprising to me. But when you're slapped with this moment of we're down here, they're not telling us what's going on. Sure. Go ahead and question her. Yeah. Because it's your daughter and she's never been in trouble before. Right. She's not in, they're saying she doesn't need a lawyer. They're probably thinking, oh, well they probably need her help with, you know, something regarding somebody else or something. I'm a little surprised that they didn't say, what is this? Can you just give us some sort of topic? Give us a little bit of something. Like, does this have to do with drugs? Does this have to do with this? Does this have to do with a dead body? Does this have to do with, you know, a fight at school? Does it have... She's 18, though, so... Interrogation, they win. So, into the interrogation room with Skylar was Lieutenant John Fane and Detective Brandy Carter. And they sat down with her. They read her her rights. Now, kind of, they read her her rights. They gave her a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, and then they had her read a paragraph which was her rights, and then had her sign a piece of paper saying she understood it. That's them reading her rights. Yeah. That's them looking at a suspect. And she has no they idea. They just told her parents. She has no idea what's happening. She has no idea why she's there. She has no idea what's going on. She, remember, lower mentality, because she never progressed. And her parents are out in the waiting room going, we don't know what this is about. They said she doesn't need a lawyer. But they literally just had her rights read where she said she could have a lawyer. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. That, that, that from the get-go is like, what are you doing? I can understand her father saying her his biggest regret was taking her down there. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Um, so after they did that, they said, so there's an allegation from an OBGYN, for those of you who don't know what that is, that is the gynecology. Um, office that a patient there had delivered a baby at a home and buried her in the backyard. Come again? That's what they said. How did the gynecologist know? So two months after the first visit, Skylar returned for more birth control. This time she saw Dr. Casey Boyce. Dr. Casey Boyce asked her about the pregnancy because they found out she was pregnant. They made note of it, obviously, in her chart. And they're like, hey, thought you had a pregnancy. You aren't pregnant anymore. Where's the baby? Skylar began to cry again and said, quote, I had it alone in my house and I buried it in the backyard. Can you imagine... Being able to hear a pin drop in that room as the doctor's like, I'm sorry, you said what now? That's not the reaction I'm sure, or the answer that she was expecting. No. How do you don't prepare for that? You don't. You're like, where's the baby? Did you leave it with family? Or is it healthy? Would you have a boy or girl? What's the name? Uh, no, I had the baby alone. All alone. I was alone. Not in a hospital. I was alone. And then I buried the baby. 
So that visit and statement is what led the office to calling the authorities. Because, I mean, what else do you do? So in the interrogation room, they allowed Skylar to speak. Um, She said she went to the doctor, told them the baby was born, stillborn. Okay. Um, She stated that after a day filled with lower back cramping and piercing pain, she gave birth in the more, more early morning hours on May 7th, 19, or why do I keep going to the 19th? May 7th, 2017. That night, as her family slept down the hall, Skylar had trouble sleeping due to her continuous pain that she had been having since two days earlier at prom. Um, mind you, Skylar knows she's pregnant. But Skylar also was told that she has 10 weeks before birth. So she wasn't thinking labor at all. She's never been pregnant before. She was, what, two years old when her mom was pregnant with Jackson. So I don't think she knows what a pregnancy is like. Yeah, of course not. She's probably gone through health class. But, like, how much do you remember from health class? No. Um, And they probably didn't get full on into pregnancies. Um, They probably figured out, like... Oh, this is how you put a condom on a banana. Yeah, we didn't even do that. I don't remember doing that. I don't... But I'm just saying, you know, this is mainly um, that kind of stuff. She eventually gave birth to the stillborn in her bathroom. Okay, but if it was really stillborn, there would be no police involved. Really? Would there be? I mean, she she would be in trouble from burying it. But she didn't kill it. Okay, but she didn't say anything about that? To the gynecologist. Okay, so at this point, the gynecologist just is assuming the baby was born alive because she didn't mention she did, that. She all she mentioned was she gave birth alone and then buried it in the backyard. Okay, so then the first time anyone she didn't get into details there. Yeah, is at the police interrogation. Correct. Room. Okay. Um, Skyler also said the baby was born with no cord because they asked her. They're like, "How did you cut the cord?" And she goes, "I didn't have to cut a cord. There was no cord." Um. So that generally means that the baby had. Would have been stillborn because it wasn't getting what it needed from the mother. Yeah. Um, she then claimed that once the baby was born, she checked for a heartbeat, but there was no heartbeat or movement coming from the baby. There was no cord, no no crying, no movement, no nothing. She said that she tried different steps to bring the baby to life, but nothing worked. She didn't really get into what those steps were. Um, mind you, young girl, um, freaking out, doing this alone. Uh, she then stated that it was a baby girl, and she named her Annabelle. She did name her. Um, so there are interrogation videos, and I saw her, and I've watched them. They were played in court later as well. Um, and the interrogation videos really become, God, I, I hate to use this term, but the heartbeat of this case. Mm-hmm. They become the total center because that's where she opened up about everything. Um, so throughout this interrogation, Skylar repeats over and over again that she did not kill the baby. Did not. Did not kill the baby. She re- she repeatedly asks if she is going or can go to jail for these things. She's like, I didn't kill the baby. I just buried the baby. And in Skylar's mind, she was doing what she thought was right. Right. Um, again, the officers reassure her that she is fine and they're just trying to understand what happened to her baby. She's not going to jail. Lieutenant Fane asks Skylar what she did with the baby after she realized the baby was dead. Skylar stated that she cleaned herself up a little bit because 
she just gave birth. Gave birth. And that's a messy situation. She cleaned up the baby a little bit. She wrapped the baby in a towel and then carried Annabelle to the garage to get a shovel. She then went to her backyard. She set the baby down. She made a little hole, unwrapped the baby from the towel, and put the baby in the hole. She's got a dead baby. She's got a barrier. That's what logically hate to say this and kind of correlate it to this but you have a dead animal yeah. your dog dies you bury it yeah. we've had a dead hamster you bury it yeah you know um you you have a dead pet you just bury it she's got that's what her mind she doesn't have a pet right she's just got something that it's has dead. died what do i do i oh, bury right. it um so that's when it came out that she was not using a regular shovel you know all of those, like, pictures of, like, ha, ah, I'm going to murder somebody. Go get a digging shovel with a really big, you know, handle. Yeah. No. She had a garden trowel. She just... <laughs> so, in other words, the hole was not very deep. She... It was a it was a gardening tool. Yeah. So, no. When asked how deep she did make the hole, Skylar stated, not that deep. She said she was in pain and not strong enough to do it. The girl just gave birth. Even if she was using a regular size shovel, she I don't know how much she would have gotten done. No. Um, I could barely breathe yeah. after giving birth, yeah. let alone be carrying my infant down through a house of sleeping people. Right. Getting shovels and figure I would I would have yeah. I would not have been able to be like, I need to bury this child. I would not have been able to get that far. I would have been like, I don't know what to do now because I can't physically move. It takes a lot out of you giving birth. Oh yeah. Um, so she stated it was too much work with the small shovel. I, I think it's too much work to bury seeds with the small shovel, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. Hears. she then stated she found some flowers and laid them atop of the shallow grave. She wanted to mark where the baby was. Um, after a bit, Skylar was left in the interrogation room by herself. Um, while they went out and told her parents what is going on. Oh my God. The reaction from the parents, please tell me. So this is the first time they hear that their daughter was pregnant the entire time, let alone they had the baby in the home buried in the backyard. They had no idea. So could you imagine them going, going, Hey, Amanda, listen, so your daughter was pregnant. They're like, was pregnant. Pregnant? No, 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 no. I took her to get her on birth control. Yeah. Well, she had the baby. It's dead and buried in your backyard. I would... Pin drops. I would... I would have been like, what are you talking about? What are you speaking? I would have had to up my anxiety and nerve medication. What kind of (laughs) movie script is this? Is this a joke? No. Yeah, it would have been one of those times that you and I do Ashton Kutcher... Ash, am I, am I being Is pumped? this a joke? Y'all can come out now. No, no, this was not a joke, unfortunately. Um, so Lieutenant Fane then escorted Kim and Scott into the interrogation room where their daughter was. Of course, he failed to mention to anybody that the camera in the room was still on and was going to capture this very personal moment. I feel like this is crime 101. Always <laughs> assume there's a camera. I mean, listen, they are in a state of shock. 
They're in a police station. They're like, what the hell happened? We don't know and why we're here. they were already told that her, their daughter was not in trouble. So why right. would they think otherwise? And now of they course. were just given this bombshell of information that she was pregnant. There's a dead baby. It's buried in their backyard. Yeah. So they're got... a hot mess. Yeah. Um, True. When her parents enter the room, her mother is seen in the interrogation video embracing Skylar as she cries. Cry- Skylar's going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, mommy, I'm sorry. Her father then says to her, you should have just told us. And I can understand that. Like, you should have just told us. We can't help you if we don't know what's going on. And I say that to my daughter all the time. I can't help you if you don't talk to me. I say that to the kids on my bus. Somebody in your seat is bullying you. I can't help you if you don't tell me. Yeah. He then grabbed his forehead, still reeling from the news that he just received. Just like anybody. Yeah, just like you're doing right now. So I've watched this video over and over again. Um, of course. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like it's disheartening and cold. The things that her parents said and the way that they handled, handled it, I'm not going to lie. I was flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted. Mind you, this is the same mother who saw her daughter who has an eating disorder and said, hey, watch what you eat so you can fit into your dress. Yeah. No. Give the girl a Snickers, please. Right. Um. So now I understand, remind you, they just got all of this news and it, it, it's, they don't know what to do with it. They're flabbergasted with the yeah, news. Their mind is in a million different places. Um, however, their daughter is sitting in a police interrogation room. The police clearly think that she killed her baby, even though they're not saying that. They aren't saying much, really. Their daughter is distraught. She did not want her parents to know about this, or anyone for that matter. But now not does only the police know, her parents also know. And Skylar is having a hard time coping. Uh, No, Brandon doesn't know. Uh, We haven't gotten that far in life yet. Um, So Skylar's mom then says, quote, she says, kids get pregnant every day. Pregnancy is not the end of the world. She said that to Skylar. Kind of just like that. Like, this is not the end of the world. Why didn't you tell us? After a few pauses of silence on her parents' end, and Skylar just continued on repeating how sorry she is, her father asks, what did they tell you? And through sobs, Skylar says, I think they want to know if I killed it myself. Mind you, the camera's still rolling. Her mother just interjects. So think of it this way. Skylar's crying. She says, I think they want to know if they killed it myself. Her mother goes, yeah, you'll go to jail. Very uplifting words. After a few more apologies, of course, from Skylar um, and her continuing to say she did not do anything to the baby, her mother says, you know, we had the perfect life. That's what she says. Scott goes, who's the father? Ding, ding, ding. Skylar says, Trey. (gasps) (laughs) I did not see that coming. I should have, but I didn't. She goes, it's that guy I used to date a long time ago. She didn't laugh about it, but I'm laughing because you were taken aback as much as I was. (laughs) Oh, MG. Yeah. Bombshell. Oh, no wonder Brandon doesn't know. (laughs) It ain't got nothing to do with him. So after 
after that, it's a little difficult to kind of piece together the interrogation video. I did have the captions on as I was like listening to it, but even that couldn't pick up. Um, but between Kim and Scott, they begin telling Skylar they cannot believe her since she seems to lie all the time. She quickly clears the air and says she isn't lying about this and didn't hurt the baby. Her father then said, what is done is done. He then goes into saying that this could have been better if they had just known about it beforehand. Hey, we get that. I know. We don't need to keep repeating it. Oh, sir. we we do. Okay, but there would be an easy way for them to figure we out. We can't go back in time. But they can figure out if she killed the baby or not. Can't they just exhume the body and see if it took a breath? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Now, mind you, two months have passed. Um, I still feel like they would so, be able to see. Well, let's see what happens. Um, I'm assuming he's just saying that all of this could have been avoided. Yeah. Like, had we known you were even pregnant, we could have helped. This could not have we been We would know. Right. It, it could have gone a different way. Right. Um, again, the exchanges were hard to understand, but at the end, more apologies from Skylar, and Scott says, we, we can't fix this. No. There's nothing now. we can what, do here. He's right. What's done is done. Right. And Kim says. Oh, God. It is in the papers. It's everywhere. The neighbors already called me. She, I feel like Kim just she... likes to, almost like keeping up with the Kardashians. Yes. She just wants the perfect life. And that there's no such thing. After everything she said about the dress and just, I mean, her reactions came off like, I don't need details. I'm just letting you know that everybody knows now and this is affecting me. When you watch the 48 hour episode, did they show shots of their family home? It's mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. The neighborhood, the yard. It's a really nice area. Yes. Um, so after more back and forth of Scott trying to exactly understand what happened, Skylar keeps saying she did this all alone that night and the baby was not breathing when she gave birth. And then, like a child, like what I would assume, like a 12-year-old child sitting there. Mind you, she's 18. Skylar reached across the table and says, can I please hold your hand, Mommy? Skylar, Skylar's dad looks at Scott and says, you did a horrible thing. I don't know what he's referring to there. Um, whether it's keeping the secret Burying the baby, having it alone. I don't know. Do all of the above. Ev everything. Um, Skylar, again, to that, says she didn't kill the baby. Because apparently she assumes that he thinks that she did. Scott then says, no, you got pregnant, had a baby in our house, and never told us. So while the Richardson Richardsons are in the interrogation room with Skylar, police are descending on their property. <gasps> Are look. they allowed to do that? Without... I'm assuming they had a warrant. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm not going to assume that they went ahead and did this and shouldn't have. Yeah. I'm assuming they had a warrant. Um, but they don't, I guess... Inform them? Have to inform them. But they have would, a warrant. I mean, if they have a warrant, you can just go. Yeah. They know where the family is. They're not going to be bothered. They're not going to try to stop any of this. Yeah. Um, so they're looking for the remains of Annabelle Schuyler's baby. And it did not take long for them to find it. Um, once they had the baby's remains, they took the remains to a pathologist in hopes that they could determine if the baby was actually stillborn or indeed had been murdered. See? I knew it. Look at that. So five hours after arriving at the police station, the Richardsons were able to go home. Okay? 
They took Skylar. They all went home. Six days later, however, they would be right back at the police department. Because Dr. Elizabeth Murray, a forensic anthropologist who analyzed the baby's remains, reported that there was evidence that the, mo- the bones may have been burned. <gasps> this, she failed to leave that out. This means that the doctor thought the baby had been set ablaze. It's got charred bones. So when they found her, they, it was already bones, I guess. Just bones in two months. Well, yeah, I would think. Maybe it's because a baby is quite fragile that it well, just not only easily... that, but it was born premature. Before... What? Well, how premature? Because the doctor told her she was 30 weeks. And it was clearly was 36. 36. Uh, she's not that premature. Um, But... The baby was born store stillborn, and I don't know how stillborns work. Are they they're already dead inside of you? Does decay happen when it's inside of you? That's so many questions. I don't know. I did not want to Google any of that. Yeah, I no. could. It would be horrific. Um. So immediately jumping in now, because now they have her again. Uh, they accuse Skylar of holding back information. Of course, they're like, yeah. so you've lied to us. Um. And then they set out to have the Skyler finally owning up to her killing her baby. So Detective Randy Carter told Skyler, there's some evidence to show that there's some burning on her. Talking about the baby. Skyler was shocked and confused, saying, burn her? I promise on anything I didn't burn her. I swear on anything. 17 times in total, Skyler denied setting a fire. Unfortunately, no matter how many times she stated that, the results from the doctor showed she was lying. Did she just, like, was so distraught and she just blocked it out? You know, that's a very good possibility. That I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm 37 and half the time I can't even remember what I'm about to do when I walk into a room, let alone Same. what happened in the last room. Same. Um, mind you, she's 18, mentality of a 12-year-old, according to her mother. No doctor has said that, I don't believe. Um, but I'm going to interject. All right. Give me just a minute here. I think we can all agree that the police have an agenda. Yeah. Um, I've never been in trouble with the police. Same. Me either. But I have had unfortunate run-ins with them that make me very hesitant to trust the department. I've been with you in some of those. Yeah. Yes. The problem, however, is when they have evidence. Yeah. They have evidence. And that doesn't lie. What they're talking about, the evidence, that, that's science. That's evidence. For those of you who don't know, I'm doing air quotes again. Evidence. Um, Are you meaning the pathology? The, the yeah. That's, but that's evidence. That's yeah. a doctor, a separate doctor, not the police. The doctor saying, all right, we got the remains. These bones are charred. Um, but then the police push for whatever they need to prove their evidence. And right now they're going to try to push... For these babies remains are charred you you burned her so they're gonna say whatever they can the problem a lot of times is that they introduce ideas to, into the conversations um and therefore when the idea is then used by the suspect the police run with it yeah and that's what you're gonna see here yeah and this is one reason why this is such a big debatable case so remember 17 times she said i did not set a fire to the baby that is a lot of times to deny it again over and over again um but remember they have 
quote unquote evidence that says differently. Yeah. So Detective Carter then says to Skylar, maybe it's just one of those things where you thought, like, with cremation, like, I'm going to have some ashes that I can keep of my daughter. Right then, the new idea is proposed. Those 17 denials go out the window, and a whirlwind interrogation ends with a new story from Skylar. So now what is she saying? So she begins to say that she had a lighter and may have burned the baby's legs just a little bit. She says, I tried to cremate the baby just a little bit. Mind you, this is after the idea of charred remains has already been brought to the table. And after the idea of cremation was brought up because the word cremation was initially used by Detective Carter, not by Skylar. Brandy Carter, Detective Brandy Carter said, what do you think you were going to do? Just cremate her a little bit? And so she introduced the word cremation and now Skylar is using it. It's not right. Moving on, Lieutenant Fane asked if Skylar had heard anything like noises from the baby after the birth. He said, did you hear anything like little gurgle sounds? Skylar went on to say that maybe she was alive. She wasn't sure. She makes it clear that she was scared and freaking out. Fane then asked, how did you know at first, you know, that she was possibly alive a little bit? Skylar answers, well, I think she may have made a noise, maybe a little noise like a gurgle. Gurgle. Didn't we already hear that word? Yeah. Yes, because again, after the idea of the gurgle sound was brought up, the word gurgle was initially used by Lieutenant Fane. They put it into her head. She's running with a key word again. Twice in the matter of minutes. I thought that was not allowed when you're... Oh my God, it's the police. What do you expect? Yeah, true. So, in the 48 Hour Show, Aaron Moriarty called him out. Called out. He was... Fane was on there. She called him out by saying, when she said that she might have heard a gurgle, the gurgle came from you guys first, right? Yeah. Fane didn't try to deny it. He said, yeah. But unfortunately for Skylar and her parents, after that hour-long interrogation, they had enough to arrest 18-year-old Skylar and charge her with reckless homicide. The idea was that she suffocated the baby. This is because at one point when talking about Annabelle's birth, Skylar had made a comment about holding the baby close to her chest, and she said perhaps she squeezed her too hard. The police ran with that, and with the evidence of charring, they concluded she tried to cremate her. So they think she killed her baby by suffocating her, and then tried to cremate her. After being arrested, Skylar did make bail, uh, and she was free for two weeks before being arrested again with more charges. More? So the case was presented to a grand jury, and they decided to charge her with four different charges. One, aggravated murder. Okay. In Ohio, that charge alone brings a mandatory life sentence without parole. Number two, involuntary manslaughter. Number three, endangering children. And number four, abuse of a corpse. Prosecutor 
Prosecutor David Fornshell told reporters, the general allegations against her are that she gave birth to a newborn infant. She caused the death of that infant. She burned the infant and buried the infant. He continues to say Skylar and her family were pretty obsessed with external appearances. Why he added that? Well, it was beyond me at first, but I think he's like trying to spin a narrative. So the reporter then stated, oh, so you're describing a spoiled, self-entitled teenager who was more worried about vanity than keeping up with the life of a baby? Foreign Shell replied, those are your words. So, of course, Skylar's parents stated that Skylar would never hurt anyone, wouldn't hurt a fly, and they stuck by their daughter on this. They intended to prove her innocence along with their attorneys. Skylar spent that weekend in jail. Um, her parents did pay a $50,000 bond, and she was able to go home but was on house arrest. However, oh the story hit the media, and they ran hard with it. The tabloids blew up after the story, after the interview with the prosecutor, you know, the one that says they're more mm -hmm. worried about vanity, quote unquote, keeping up with the Kardashians, like we said earlier, and they turned Skylar into a villain. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, they were able to do all this before a court was able to set a gag order. By the time the gag order was in place, the damage had already been done. done. Um, one local report said, we know a lot more tonight about the Carlisle teen mom accused of the horrific crime of killing her newborn and then burning the baby's body. That was the report. So the place that the Richardsons called home where they should have felt safe was no longer safe. Protesters oh lined the street and sidewalk in front of the house. They would bring chairs, Amanda, and just sit there and watch the house. They had shifts. This was like neighborhood watch. For just one house. For one house because of a crime. They were recording their comings and goings. They were judged by their community. Protesters were outside of their house yelling things. Like it's a courthouse and they're... No. Okay, equate it to what's going on right now. Roe versus Wade. They're looking at overturning it, right? Yeah. Protesters down at the courthouse with their little picket signs and screaming things. No matter what side you are on on that, and that's not what we're going to get into because that's not what this is about. But I'm just saying right. that's what they're treating a home, a family. Children are in this home. Mind you, Skylar's 18. She has a, a brother who's two years younger. He's 16. And you've got picketers outside screaming things like, justice for your baby. We're your baby's voice. Could you imagine? No. I don't want to imagine. So the Richardsons began getting death threats. It's getting bad. It's getting, getting bad quick. And it even went as far as people were doctoring photos to bully the family. Have you seen the movie A Walk to Remember? Yeah. Okay, do you remember the scene where Christian character Jamie Sullivan was now dating the popular boy, Landon Carter, mm -hmm. and nobody liked that, 
because they didn't like her. So that mean girl took Jamie's face along with other friends and photoshopped it onto a sexy body that was wearing almost nothing in an, in a very bad pose and then put it all around the school and yep. handed out flyers with it. Yep. That's similar to what these people are doing. Kim said, people would claim to know us. They would take any picture that could fi- that they could find of Skylar and they would paste photos of baby faces on it. They then found a picture of her with a shovel and they posted some little baby's face on it. Amanda, they took a baby face and put it on the shovel. That's So that's what's going on with the Richardsons. I feel like that's some sort of harassment on some type of level, and the police should have been involved in getting you those would, people you would away so. from the home. They were too busy trying to get a case. So moving forward after all of this crazy nonsense, Charlie M. Ritgers was hired as a defense attorney for Skyler before the trial even began an issue arose. I'm going to end this now and I think we're going to pick it back up because I still have like 10 pages of notes okay so we can make it like a part two we're going to have to make it a part two we're on a time constraint today and you have to leave in like a half an hour Okay. and I can't guarantee that I can get through this in a half an hour okay y'all we'll just make it a part two no worries we're going to make it a part two um so we're going to leave here with an issue arose. And uh, if we're lucky, if for some reason you can get your butt back down here, maybe we can put both of those out in the same day. Yeah, let's try if to we can, that. If we can record, maybe this will be a two-parter but be released at the same time. Um, but if not, we'll do what we can do. Um, and perhaps maybe next time we'll have more time where I can record part two of this and another episode maybe either way you might get two episodes in one um but yeah how crazy is that this is a really good one this i mean and it's so weird because it's like you wouldn't think there's this much to it but the whole thing comes down to the trial it all comes down to the trial um but just off the basis of a teenage girl who had a baby who had a stillborn baby and buried it in the backyard, you would not think, you would which, think that it would end there. Which I don't know why I'm still stuck on the stillborn thing. For some reason, that that doesn't sit right with me. Like, how do we know it was really stillborn? Right. So we'll end up getting into all that. Like I said, Skylar's story changed, but I'm not really happy with how the police are handling the situation. Also true. Me, me as well. I mean, I understand that they have evidence of the charring, but that doesn't mean the baby was born alive. They fed her a lot of information that she pretty much threw back at them and they ran with that. Yeah. But you got to look at it. Like she didn't come up with this information by herself. She was using words. They fed her. So that does not sit well with me at all at all um but that's one that's that's one reason one reason why this is a highly debated case yeah um so all right guys we're really happy that you uh 
are joining us and uh you know i hope you guys look forward to part two as much as we do i still have some tricks up my sleeve for amanda uh she's obviously been flabbergasted a couple yeah. times already yeah i still have a couple things happening um i hope you guys stick with us have a great day guys bye